the believer from the controlling power of sin. How the cross frees us as believers from the controlling power of sin. I'm so happy to see everybody this morning. Let's open our Bibles to Hebrews chapter 2. We will start reading from verse 9 to verse 16. Anybody that is there can read for us. Welcome to Sunday School. Hebrews chapter 2, we'll read from verse 9 to verse 16. I have Bibles here. I have Bibles here. If you need the Bible, Hebrews chapter 2, from verse 9. For me, are you there? For me, are you there? Okay, so please read. Why he is not ashamed to call them brethren, saying, I will proclaim thy name to, the, to my brethren in the midst of the congregation, I will praise thee. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, here I am, and the children of God have given me. Since therefore the children share in flesh and blood, he himself likewise partook of the same nature, that through death he might destroy him who has the power of death, that is the devil. And deliver all those who through fear of death were subject to long to lifelong bondage. For surely it is not with angels that he is concerned, but with the descendants of Abraham. Hallelujah. My passion says thank you. For surely it is not angels he helps, but Abraham's descendants. Are you a descendant of Abraham? So the death of Jesus on the cross was not to help angels, it was for us. It is for us. He says he frees all those who all their lives were held in slavery by the fear of death. If you were around on Wednesday for midweek service, you would have learned one of, or two things about the power of the devil and how the power of God actually surpasses. So if you can make midweek service, we learn there. Hallelujah. As we noted last week, the cross reveals the truth about God's love for the sinner. Many consider God as the one who sets such impossibly high moral standards that no one could meet it. The truth is that on the cross, God refused to charge us with our sins. He charged it to serve Jesus. God is not against the sinner. He is for the sinner. Through Christ, God has offered forgiveness, peace, and restoration to all who failed on every standard. Paul explains our message is that God was making all human beings his friends through Christ. God did not keep an account of their sins. Therefore, we plead on Christ's behalf. Let God change you from enemies into his friends. That's from 2 Corinthians chapter 5. In this lesson, we'll discuss what it means in practice to be changed from being God's enemy to become his friend through the power of of the cross. Who would want to be God's friend? If I, if anybody should be God's enemy, that person is in trouble. You understand? But we have been made God's friend through Jesus Christ. Let's read the memory verse together. One, two, go. 
who gave him some of us? Things that person will have to do, right? 
if there is a way the boys in Ojibwe grammar school cut their hair, what will they have to do? Cut his hair to that hair. On the day of the exam, how will he dress? Will he wear their bag? He will wear what? Their uniform, right? If the teacher says, you stand up from there and go and sit here, what will he do? He will stand up. He will put on the person of a student because he wants to write an exam on behalf of that person. But that one is an illegal one. Jesus Christ went through the legal means. He put on us. And I'm just trying to look for a good example. He put us on himself. He became like us. Um, submitted himself to the rules that we were submitted to. That's why he had to come through a human being. And that's why when they nailed him to the cross, he finally died. Normally Jesus will not die. Do you understand? He can just disappear. But he took on humanity so that he will break the path of sin. So Jesus Christ has delivered, has destroyed the path of sin for upon the believer. Now, this power of sin that Jesus has broken, is it for everybody in the world? Does it apply? Did he break it for everybody? Yes. Does it apply to everybody? You know, my, my, I've asked two questions. Did he break the power of sin over everybody? If your answer is yes, raise up your hand. Yes. Does it apply for everybody in the world? The question is getting tough. Pastor says no. Who wants to follow pastor? As smart, the follow pastor. It doesn't apply. It applies only for who? The believers. So anybody that is outside of the fold, what does it mean? The power of death is still upon that person. That victory does not apply for that person. That is why he says we are, we are encouraging you to be friends with God so that that power will apply for you. Let us go to Romans chapter 8. Somebody else that has not read the Bible this morning, Romans chapter 8. We read verse 3 and then we read verse 7 to 11. For what the Lord could not do in that it was written through the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh, a hand of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh. Verse 7 to 11. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor in it can be. So then those who are in the flesh cannot please God, but you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. Now if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not his. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is alive because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dress in you, he will raise Christ from the dead, we also give life to your mortal bodies through the through his spirit who dwells in you. Thank you, Sister Felicia. So hold the mic. You read the version of the Bible, so you just answer the question before others. How does Christ's death end the power of the sinful nature? How does the death of Christ end? You know, there are some Bible version passages. Once you read it, you don't need to explain. This was Paul breaking things down for us. So if you read that 
passage very well. If any other person wants to try, how does Christ's death break and the power of the sinful nature? Anybody? You should be looking at your Bible, not me, trying to figure the answer. Yes, please give the. By the Spirit. By the Spirit. Which Spirit? The Spirit of Christ, the Holy Spirit. So it, the Christ death ends the power of the sinful nature by the Spirit. This Spirit, what, what does it do in us? Yes? It gives life to our mortal body. So Paul explained that before, who was the boss over our lives? The devil. Why? So there are two, there is there are two bosses, the flesh and the spirit. Okay? So who was the boss before? The flesh. Okay? The flesh was controlling us. That is why when you are angry and you are in the flesh, the flesh will say, carry the chair and throw it. And what will you do? Because you are under the control of the flesh, you will do what? You carry the chair and throw it. When you are angry, the flesh will say, pick the phone, call him and give him a piece of your mind. And then you will pick the phone. All the English that you didn't write in Wayaki, you will say it to that person. Okay? But well, it says that, so those who live according to the flesh, they have their mind on the flesh. And the mind that is governed by the flesh is what to God. Look at verse 7. The mind governed by the flesh is what to God. Eh? Is it a friend or an enemy? Enemy. The mind is just like APC and PDP. You understand? It's just that God's party is the higher party. The ruling is the it's the highest part. It's not at par. Do you understand? It's like you can't be, it's not like this our own people where they are crossing parties every day. You have to be here or here. Maybe like Democrats and Republicans. Maybe that's a better one. So the, the mind governed by the flesh is enemy to the God, to God. And the mind governed by the spirit is enemy to who? To the devil. Okay? So God and the devil, they cannot. They can't mix, meaning that flesh and spirit cannot do what? They cannot mix, okay? So who is the boss of the mind governed by this flesh? The devil. Who is the boss of the mind governed by the spirit? God is the boss. And so God, Christ's death, ended the power of the sinful nature by making God, by his Holy Spirit, the new boss. If you watch those American movies, they'll say there's a new sheriff in town. Meaning like there's a new boss in town. Things are not going to be done in a different way. There is a new boss. When Jesus Christ died on the cross, he ended the power of the sinful nature over everybody that becomes his own. So that who is now in charge of our lives? Who is now in charge? Christ Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit, is now the one in charge of things in our lives. He says God's standards 
the flesh cannot meet it. So you can't do the right thing by yourself. But by the Holy Spirit, is it possible to do the right thing? Oh yes. So when the devil comes, imagine that May 20, May, what was the democracy they said? 29, 2023. Amen. Where will he live? Amen. Yes. And then when he leaves, imagine that now that another president has come, he now appears on NT and says, I'm, I'm telling all of you not to go to work tomorrow. Will we answer him? Will we? Eh? After May 23, will we answer him? May 29, 23. Will we answer him? Why? There is a new leadership, okay? But those who don't know, maybe they live in, in the village where there is no TV, they don't know that there is a new president. If they hear why said something, what will they do? They will listen to him. And so those who are not aware of the power of Jesus Christ that is now ruling over their lives, what will they do? They will still be obedient to the flesh. Even though Jesus Christ, Christ death, has ended the power of the sinful nature. See, the devil likes to control. That is why if you see someone that has a controlling nature, it is not a nature of the spirit of God. If you are someone that likes to control people with time, you want to always make, manipulate people to do what you want. Always the boss. Some people will even cry to control people. I hope you know. Eh? Nobody is like that in this place, in Jesus' name. Some people can cry just to make people do what they want. That's nature. That's controlling nature. It's of the devil. The devil likes to control. But when Jesus Christ came, it took the capacity of the devil to control us. Took it away from him. But the man that is born of the Spirit, if he's not aware, he's born again. Do you understand? He's under another leadership. But because he's not aware, the devil will come and say, Bros, that's him. Man, go and get her. Bros, we have sleep with him. And because he's not aware that he's under another leadership, what will Bros do? Bros will say, I cannot control it. It's not my fault. It is flesh. And you say Errara. That Errara is dead. So if Bros were conscious, Bros would say, No, I am under another leadership. The new boss says this is wrong. So I am not going to respond. So Bros would say, No, I'm not doing it. But the person that is not conscious to give in to it. And so we need to be conscious that through the cross of Jesus Christ, we are being freed from the controlling power of sin. The devil and sin, they have a controlling tendency. They have a tendency to want to control you directly or indirectly. Go and check. Whenever you give in to sin, you are giving in to the controlling nature of the devil. If you be trying to force you, the devil will be trying to make you to do what is against what 
God wants. But it is you, and he will be trying you. He will be checking. Does, does he know that I'm no more in charge of his life? Does he know the devil is trying to engage you? If he sees that, you don't know. You will give in to him. The day you know, just like the day the people in the village, they see a photo, and they see new president, and they see it is not president Y. That day, they will stop responding to any instruction that President Mary gives. Everybody born by the Spirit is, has been disconnected from the power of sin. And so the cross has now made the Holy Spirit available to us. It is our choice to decide who controls us. So the question is, who is blessing the remote of your life? Who has the remote control of your life? Is it the devil? Is it the flesh? Or is it Jesus? And the power for that remote control is in your hand. You are the one that will decide who you are giving the remote control to. Jesus Christ from the cross of Calvary has delivered us from the controlling power of sin. So please, sin has no control over you. I want you to touch yourself and say, I, I declare, sin has no control over me. Lying, cheating, adultery, fornication, stealing has no control over me. Addictions, they have no control over me in the name of Jesus. In conclusion, Satan set out to turn man against God by introducing sin into the relationship. God consequently, through the power of the cross, took steps to free us from the power of sin and the dominance of sin of ours. If Calvary did not break the power of sin and of the devil, then there would be no relevance for our victorious living. But Calvary did. If God could not stand sin and took steps Under sin's control and claim that they have been restored. The cross was the climax of Christ's ministry. It, it is that which dealt with sin, which introduced enmity between God and man. This revelation needs to be received individually and its power into Jesus become your personal its power become our personal experiences in Jesus' name. I want us to close our eyes this morning and just say a quick prayer and say, Lord, because the power to deliver and set free from sinful habits and addiction is available, I am receiving power this morning. Maybe there is an addiction. Some of us, it is anger that, the, that is still controlling you. When you get angry like this, you can say anything. You can, you can walk away. You can throw things. You can say things you should. You will normally not say. I want you to this morning receive true strength from the power of the cross and say, I am receiving strength by the power of Jesus Christ and I am overcoming the controlling nature of sin over my life in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you because we have victory through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
Hallelujah. Happy Palm Sunday to you. Happy Palm Sunday.